Hello and welcome back to the show. This is Coach Man here. Thank you very much for joining me for the last episode of the year. I actually waited a little bit too long to release this episode, but here we are, guys. Um, it's been a very, very good year for football in general. We had tremendous games, tremendous performances, but the biggest news of the year 20 and 21 isn't COVID. It's the fact that Robert Lewandowski got robbed of another Ballon d'Or, which is absolutely a shame. It's disgusting, despicable, so on and so forth. Uh, this award has lost its credibility. Credibility, Not that it had a lot of it, but to be quite honest with you, it's, it's just got to a point where it's, it's blatantly obvious. They're playing politics. They're mixing and matching whoever they want to win. Uh, they award people that are not supposed to be winning this award. And... Uh, at the end of the day, a lot of a lot of you folks probably don't even know what the Ballon d'Or is. So I'll explain. It's 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 an award where journalists vote for. So let that sink in your mind. This is it's supposedly the most prestigious award in the world of soccer, right? And it's 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 an award where journalists from all over the world uh, get to vote for. And for whatever reason. Um, well, the organizers from France, obviously from Paris. So, I mean, mind you, one plus one equals two PSG, Messi, um, so on and so forth. Uh, it's really funny. Um, Patrice de Vrakrate came out with a, an, an interview and he actually congratulated Messi on that Saturday before the awards. So the awards were on Monday, but um, apparently uh, Evra said that, you know, I, I wanted to congratulate Messi as soon as he moved to PSG. Because uh, it was no coincidence that he won the Copa America for the first time with Argentina. And uh, deep down, he really wanted to, you know, make an imprint, make, you know, leave leave his name uh, in history. Not that he was not going to be in history without this Ballon d'Or, but just to make sure he puts enough distance in between him and his arch nemesis, Ronaldo. So uh, he did so. Uh, two uh seven to five so Messi has two ballon doors more than Cristiano Ronaldo back to whatever I was saying he said like I wanted to congratulate him on the move because it was no coincidence that he moved to Paris and uh then they gave him this award because technically he shouldn't have won and I do agree with Patrice Evra here I have to give it to him uh Messi did not win to did not need to win this this award he did not need this freebie uh his his tats talk for themselves Lewandowski was by far the best man for the past two years mind you last year he won everything every single tournament that he participated in with Bayern Munich every single tournament needless to say goal scorer of Europe needless to say this year he scored 69 goals guys and Messi still has one goal in Ligue 1 one goal in the in in a league that's not even top five anymore. It's top six because Portugal got on top uh, got on top five and 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 uh, it's it's such a shame and it's embarrassing and honestly it's it's revolting. It's absolutely revolting. He Lewandowski has sixty nine goals, guys. I repeat, sixty nine goals for the entire year. That's that's matching Ronaldo's best tally. Ever. Of course, Messi 
had that incredible year that's probably never, ever going to be repeated again. 91 goals. You got to give Caesar what Caesar's and Messi's always going to have that record. He had a tremendous year. Absolutely. But that does not mean that he should have won the Ballon d'Or for this year. Technically, it's supposed to be for the last two years, even though it got scraped, quote unquote, scraped. Um, and back to the goalkeeper situation. Yes, I do believe, uh, you know, given the fact that Italy won. Um, yes, you know, Donnarumma should have won the award, of course. But Edward Mendy, Edward Mendy was there. I mean, if you look at his stats and, and the clean sheets that he kept and the performances that he had, I mean, for me personally, he, he was right there. He was right there with Gianluigi Donnarumma, in my opinion. But such is life. It's not the first time that people are getting robbed. Iniesta should have won one. Xavi should have won one. Uh, you know, Ronaldo should have won instead of Modric in 2018. That was a pure robbery again for, for a scandal with, you know, with the girl that came forward that had some allegations against Cristiano Ronaldo. And then they decided to snub him the award because it was a, an ongoing investigation. Um, it's just pathetic, sad. Um, and once again, if you're a Messi fan, you're always going to think that Messi is better than Ronaldo, even if he has 27 more Ballon d'Ors. Um, if you're a Ronaldo fan, obviously you're going to call this a robbery and you're still going to care for Ronaldo. If you're a casual fan that really doesn't care and somebody tells you all of a sudden that the Ballon d'Or decides who's the best football player, well, you can tell them to shut up because they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, number one and number two, yeah, if, sure. If, if for you Ballon d'Ors count and it's seven to five, then yes, you can call Messi better than Ronaldo. And, and you look at the stats. You look at the stats, and these two are from a different planet. And yes, some stats favor Messi. Yes, some stats favor Ronaldo. But if you get the chance, I've said this many, many times. Go out there and see the guys play. Uh, they're still at the peak. Of course, they they declined a little bit. You know, some say a lot more. I, you know, the the numbers are still there. Ronaldo's still putting up the numbers. Messi had a very poor year, um, unfortunately, but it's still a pleasure to watch him play. So if you ever get a chance, at least in the next couple of years, while they still maintain a a high enough standard, and mind you, they're not at the top of the game like they used to be, and they still run Europe. Both of them, both of them do. It's a pleasure to watch him play every single time. And you should go ahead and watch him. Um, going back to uh, circling back <laughs> to the Ballon d'Or situation. And uh, I think I'll put this thing to bed. Uh, it wasn't even close. Uh, Lewandowski again. It's it, He went to the awards. If I was him, I, I wouldn't even show up. But he's not that type of guy. He has a lot more class than I do. But I wouldn't have shown up there to be robbed again. And imagine... The guy was so good, so he broke Gerd Miller's uh, record in in uh, in Germany that lasted for 50 years or something like that, right? So imagine being that good that they couldn't ignore the guy, so they made the best striker award because that that award was was reserved for Messi. And if you look in the past few years, please do me a favor, Google Ballon d'Or controversies, and you'll see that a lot of the journalists that are voting for this award. They actually don't exist. And this has happened many times in the past. Obviously, it is corruption. Need I need, do I need to spell it out for you? It is corruption. Look, Google it. The information is out there. They massage, quote unquote, the results. It's whoever they want to win. And by they, I say 
the the nasty person that's in charge and I'm not even going to say his name of the Ballon d'Or the same guy that came a week before the awards and said that Cristiano Ronaldo personally trusted me with the information that he wants to have more Ballon d'Ors than Messi so why would you say that knowing that a week later you were going to give Messi his seventh and Ronaldo's still going to be at five that is plain and nasty I don't know what Ronaldo ever did to his, this person and in general because he's he's far more hated than Messi, I feel like, just because he happens to be good looking and has fashion lines and colognes and stuff like that and boxers and shirts and jeans and all of that. And uh, he's 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 he looks like a god. Uh, he gets so much heat and so much hate for nothing just because he's a good looking guy. Messi's not ugly either. But come on, people, like, well, why so much hate? What? This guy donates so much to charity. He he does a lot of things. So does Messi. I'm not saying he's a better person than Messi. I don't know either of them. But stop with the hate. What, what's the problem here? Why do you have to do something so despicable as that? To come out to say that Ronaldo personally told you that he wants to have more Ballon d'Ors than Messi. And then to give Messi another Ballon d'Or to make sure that he never catches up to him because the Ballon d'Or is oh my god it's so so uh prestigious well the prestige is gone you you definitely right now you, you definitely lowered the standard the standard was fairly low but now you really really lower the standard and it's 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 gonna backfire and Ronaldo came out and he put a statement as he should have done uh maybe you know maybe quite honestly he should have ignored the entire situation but he used his name. He used Cristiano Ronaldo's name to make the award more popular, to, to get some eyeballs on the situation, and for people to know that finally, you know, Messi is the, the, the best footballer in, on the planet. He's two steps above Ronaldo so far and so forth. Uh, like I said, despicable, um, such a nasty situation overall. I can't believe that, you know, this shouldn't even be considered an award after all that happened, especially this year. Um, a lot of the coaches out there, you know, give their two cents, put their two cents in. With Klopp being one of them, I don't agree 100% with Klopp with everything he says. But this time I do have to agree with him. And he did say that, you know, if you don't give it to Robert this year, I don't know how, how you can give it to anybody else. It's really hard to win. And that just summarized everything that you need to know. Uh, if you don't give it to Robert Lewandowski, quote unquote, you, it's really hard to give it to anybody. Uh, it's really hard to, to uh, what, what is he supposed to do? He won everything with, with Bayern. He won every single competition that he played in last year. And this year, he's by far the, the number one goal scorer. And he just plays ridiculously uh, through game in and game out. Um, like I said, 69 goals. He just finished his last game in Bundesliga. 69 goals. Just because he plays in a Bundesliga? Okay. So the Bundesliga, like, that that's another misconception that a lot of you uh, fans out there have. Like, the Bundesliga is not such a tough championship. Well, mind you, is three times stronger than, than what you have in France. Number one. Uh, number two, it is below the Premier League. Uh, it is... In my opinion, it's it's Italy and Germany. They're they're kind of well balanced, uh, and it's not um, it's not dominated entirely by one team by Bayern. Or though it might seem like it, but if you look in the past six years, 
it was only one year when they won by 13 points. And mind you, 13 points is not that big of a deal. If you think about it, it's not, you know, it is, but it isn't. Depends on how you look at it. Uh, the rest of it, like the rest of the five years, it was like a seven, a three point gap, a five point gap. So it's very, very competitive. Uh, need, need I remind you, there's there's a team there called Borussia Dortmund, Borussia Mönchengladbach. I mean, come on, people like we're, we're talking about, you know, slowly but surely the level of these teams are going up and up. The, even in France, look at PSG. They have a ridiculous team like their team is 10 times worth uh, it. Pretty much is not even you, you can't even talk money and salaries and all of that it's it's absolutely mind-boggling and they they still struggle to win trophies they still struggle to win trophies uh because you know there's there's such a thing called willpower and ambition and working hard and um there's something wrong there's definitely something wrong in psg because you can't you can buy talent but you can't buy ambition and that's the problem there um with everything else just like everything else it's uh it's i don't i don't i'm kind of speechless at this point uh and um i hope that you know take take time out of your day to just uh go over robert's record um see what i'm talking about see there's no way that you can say and if you're being honest with yourself, you cannot honestly say that Messi deserved to win his seventh over Robert Lewandowski. Even Messi himself said after that they should give an award to uh, Robert for last year. Not for this year, which I thought it was uh, not very nice of Messi because, you know, if he's honest with himself just because he won uh, Copa America for the first time since 1993. Yeah. 1993 of course Messi always wanted to win uh, uh, something with Argentina need I remind you that he retired three different occasions three different occasions from missing penalty okay from missing crucial penalties for Argentina and yes they did not win it since 1993 and yes it would be a, and it was a big deal when Messi finally won an award which, to be quite honest with you, is just like Nations League. You cannot compare it to the Euro at all. At all. Copa America is like Nations League. It just has a little bit more history. And besides Brazil, there's really nobody of value that you can play there. Sorry, but not sorry. That's the truth. You have Brazil, and that's pretty much it. That's a wrap. Argentina should be in a semifinal and in a final Every time they play in the competition, needless to say, for the World Cup as well, they should be in the semifinals constantly with Brazil. It's always Argentina, Brazil, the two teams that have dominated the World Cup, that have dominated uh, Copa America and so on and so forth. Um, but you can't compare one Copa America with everything else that Lewandowski won. You can't compare individual performances. Like, what are we what are we measuring at the end of the day? We're measuring collective uh, awards. Well, Lewandowski won there because he won everything with Bayern. Uh, Messi won Copa del Rey. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Copa del Rey. Really? That's it. Uh, if you look at it, you know, 
individual performances. Outscored Messi uh, by a lot. Not even close. By a lot. Uh, so it's it's just two out of two. It's just two out of two. And uh, there's there's nothing really to say about it. Then, you know, it's unfortunate. And uh, Messi did not win uh, need uh, this, this freebie. And it just puts a... I, I think it, it just puts a spot on his record. Quite honestly. So for those of you out there that are pretty much stat-related, well, in the last couple of years, Robert has scored 111 goals. Let's go over just 2021, right? Let's say 2020 was uh, scraped, it didn't matter, whatever. Uh, Robert just won all, all everything, all competitions with Bayern, and he's not going to get anything uh, because of it, because of COVID, right? COVID happened. Sorry, Robert, uh, we're not going to give you anything. You just won all the all the trophies that you all the competitions that you participated in, but it's okay. We're moving on to twenty twenty one. So twenty twenty one, right? Uh, up to the night of voting, right? Uh, fifty six games to fifty four games, right? Goals for Messi forty one. Goals for Robert sixty four. Assists seventeen for Messi. Ten for Robert. Titles two for Messi. Four for Robert. Uh, again, it is what it is at this point. Um, I'm done <laughs> comparing. I hope I, I I was thorough enough to, uh, you know, give you my side of things and how do I think uh, this this award should have gone, but it's not what you think. It's it is what it is, and we're gonna move forward, and the world is not gonna end here. Um, major milestone for Pep: a hundred and fifty wins. In 204 games with Manchester City. Uh, this happened on December 1st. Uh, congratulations to Pep. Tremendous coach. He is an absolute legend. City, you better keep this man where he's at. Although he said he's looking to move forward. I have no idea where is he going to go. Maybe coaching Spain? <laughs> uh, but quite honestly, uh, what a legend. What a legend. You don't have to be... Uh, a fan of City, you don't have to be a fan of Barcelona. This man is a tactical genius, and wherever he went in Bayern, you don't have to be a Bayern fan either. Uh, you just gotta respect this man's talent and skill when it comes to football. And uh, any team on the planet would be blessed to have a coach like Guardiola. Uh, moving forward, another huge milestone for. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, he scored and he became the first footballer on a planet to reach one uh, to reach 800. I repeat, 800 goals, official goals, uh, not you know the goal, the type of goals that Pele keeps adding and subtracting every other you know uh, day. It's 800 official goals in official games. Uh, first footballer to to uh, reach that. Uh, what a tremendous career! Goal machine again. We're we're going, and inevitably, <laughs> you have to talk about Messi. You have to talk about Ronaldo. Again, leave it as it is. It was you know it's it's still great to watch them both, and um, all you can say is you gotta respect both of them. And uh, Ronaldo just happens to you know uh, be be scoring eight hundred goals right now. And in other news. Um, Champions League, Champions League. Uh, the draw was manipulated. <laughs> Another corruption. He's gonna say, "Well, I mean, 
what else you're going to call it? What else you're going to call it? You know, uh, in the initial um, drawing where they said they misplaced the balls and, uh, you know, <laughs> pun intended, uh, PSG was supposed to play Manchester United to have Messi Ronaldo right after Messi uh, won, you know, his seventh. That would have been great to watch, right? That would have uh, had a lot of viewers, made it a lot of money, so on and so forth. But the unfortunate thing happened where uh, a few of the journalists were asking, like, wait a second, isn't Man United supposed to uh, be, uh, you know, it, it, with with Atletico, you know, and... Uh, for the first time in history, they had to uh, redraw because of the errors made by commissioners. And they didn't include Majesty United in the path of Atleti. Um, and now PSG will face Real Madrid. So the final draw, because uh, draw, uh, reality happens, is Salzburg versus Bayern, Sporting versus Man City, Benfica Ajax, Chelsea Lille. Atletico versus uh, Man United, Villarreal against Juventus, Inter Milan versus Liverpool, and PSG versus Real Madrid. Now that is a game that I want to watch. Um, <laughs> funny news, but not so funny for uh, the Gunners out there, for the Arsenal supporters. Aubameyang is no longer the captain. Um, he was caught and he actually posted himself a story of getting a tattoo before a game and uh, being late for training uh, and this is not the first time that he's been doing stuff like that it's been multiple uh, events it's, it's been multiple instances uh, in an interview um, they were asking you know is this the first time uh, they were asking Arteta is this the first time that he's been doing something like that and he basically said if it was the first time then uh we wouldn't have done what we've done and stripped enough the captaincy. It's it's a curse if you look at uh, the captaincy for um, for Arsenal, but they they seem to be doing just very well. I mean, honestly, he's he's a shadow of the player that he used to be anyway. And quite frankly, if he doesn't get uh, grinding again uh, and his contract is is going to expire, I have no idea who's going to take him in, and it's not going to be a top club. I guarantee you that. In a much sadder news, unfortunately, Kun uh, Aguero decided to retire from football. He had a tremendous, tremendous career. Uh, the doctors in Barcelona discovered a severe heart problem that would endanger his life if he would continue playing. Uh, tremendous player, fantastic career from Independiente to City. Uh, and it's been it's been a few hellish months for for Kun Aguero from injuries, having to transfer to Barca, uh, that was going through a hard time, and you know he he wanted to be playing with Messi, and that's another dream a dream that got crushed. And we've seen a center point where Barca could build on, and uh, that that option just got crushed again with uh, with the bad news from from Aguero still. He had an iconic career and delivered memorable, memorable moments. Um, we will never, ever forget the Aguero moment. Uh, fans know what I'm talking about. What a player. What a player. The best goal racer in the Premier League. Um, legend. Legend. Absolute uh, legend. Uh, and... It's 
we don't know exactly what happened. There is a lot of fans that started bashing, you know, we're, we're getting to the, you know, vaccine territory and talking about it. And because he received his, uh, not too long after he received his shot, then, uh, he, he got transferred to Barca and then, uh, they discovered the heart problem that wasn't there previously for so many years. He's been tested. I mean, city has the most uh, one of the best facilities on the planet and the best medics on the planet. And uh, this condition was not there to begin with for so many years. And all of a sudden, something happened. Uh, these heart problems just don't come overnight. It must have been some type of factor that, that went in. We don't have any information, and I don't think that we should speak about uh, a man's health like that. He knows, or hopefully he will eventually find out what happened. It, it is, like I said, extremely sad um, that he was forced into retirement like that. He, he still had a lot to offer, and his last goal was against Real Madrid in El Clasico. Um, maybe, maybe that was fate. Maybe that's the way that it was supposed to go, but um, amazing. Amazing career, and uh, hopefully we'll see him... Uh, in, in a role as a you know as a manager soon enough hopefully he'll get some badges and uh we'll see him because he is he is a very smart guy he's a very smart individual uh talks very well smart always seeing the game uh with with a clear vision on what needs to be done so hopefully you know in a few years time we'll we'll see him at a team who knows um most recently uh Sergio Ramos, there's a lot, a lot of news around Sergio Ramos and his uh, supposed injuries. So rumors, uh, rumors had it that he absolutely dislikes PSG. He doesn't like the atmosphere in the dressing room. Uh, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't speak French. So it's, it's an extremely difficult language that he cannot adapt to. Obviously, being teammates with uh, Messi doesn't help. I mean, let's be honest, it still doesn't feel right having uh, Ramos and Messi in the same team. I mean, quite frankly, these guys have shared the better part of 20 years playing against each other and with with uh, Sergio pretty much bashing on Messi. I'm, I'm pretty sure he has quite a few scars to show uh, from their encounters on the pitch. And they were just vicious, absolutely vicious vicious and unfortunately Messi got got you know the short end of the stick there being bashed over and over by by Ramos uh and then being teammates right now it's 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 strange that you know Messi doesn't perform and uh Ramos is injured most of the time but and when he's not injured you know he just played yesterday um he gets a red card (laughs) It only took him, I think this is the fourth or fifth game, and uh, he, he it wasn't a straight red card. It was a second yellow for a fairly silly, uh, silly tackle. But, you know, like they say, you know, good old Ramos is back. Uh, water is wet. The sky is blue. Sergio Ramos got another red card. It's just as simple as that, folks, and I hope that put a, a smile on your face because it is it is quite funny uh, to see good old Sergio back into getting his usual uh, red cards. Uh, talking about PSG, uh, Mbappe, fairly informed with Neymar over there. Um, when when Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe start playing, it's it's a very very dangerous trio, but. 
it's very uh it's very tricky it's very tricky to get the entire team playing uh while the entire controversy was going around manchester united when uh ole finally got fired like i made a boat ton of posts if you don't know what i'm talking about go to my ig and you'll see at coachman show on ig and you'll see what i was talking about i was begging for ole to be fired for ever um just like with Pirlo, they, these guys have not got the, the experience that, that they need to manage huge clubs like that. And uh, uh, it shows. It really shows. And uh, at, at the moment, uh, with Pochettino, he was supposed to be replacing him. It was either him or Zidane. That's, that's where they were speculating. But Zidane said, uh, you know, he doesn't speak English. He's going to polish on his English. And... Uh, he is still linked with Manchester United at the beginning of next year, which supposedly is going to be Ronaldo's last year, too. Rumor has it that after after next year, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is going to move to Portugal. Unofficial rumor, guys. Um, just saying what, what I've been reading, what I've been hearing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Pochettino's family is still in England. So that's why they were saying, you know, maybe a move there. And then uh, you had Antonio, uh, Antonio Conte. Uh, that eventually went to Spurs and slowly but surely Spurs, you know, show signs of life. And they did that with uh, with Jose Mourinho there. But I don't think it's going to be enough because, you know, in a Chiellini voice, uh, that is the history of the Tottenham. <laughs> and it, it sure is. Uh, there's something about him. They, they, there's something about him. And Mourinho could actually... If he would be allowed to do his job, if he would have been allowed to do his job, he would have won the first trophy for the team. He wasn't allowed to do so. Uh, they fired him, and long and behold, they they lost the final. Um, now on PSG, it's it's you know it's a hit or miss. You know it's yes, right now they're PSG. Uh, they're they're on a they're on a first uh, spot, forty six points with Nice uh, 13 points behind so they have a very comfortable league uh, lead is this lead enough to secure the championship I think so I I kind of think so I mean uh yeah Nice Nice uh Marseille ran Montpellier uh, Monaco they're they're in a ballpark they're four points four points uh in between all these uh, five teams but can they make something spectacular happen? I'm I'm not sure. I'm really, really, really not sure. Um, I think they have a comfortable win. Obviously, they have the best, the best team by far in uh, in France, and they should technically win. They have, you know, they have Messi, they have Neymar, they have Mbappe. Um, you know, uh, moving on to La Liga. Um, of course, fantastic news for Barcelona fans out there. Of course, as you know, uh, Javi is the new coach. A um, few games in, he's doing a tremendous job. And yes, you know, people want to bash him and say, look, he got the team on fourth. Now he's on seventh, blah, blah, blah. Listen, they're going through a phase. Don't don't bash him too much. It is what it is right now. I'm pretty sure that, you know, Javi... From seventh, he's he's gonna he's gonna be finishing in Champions League spots. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, you know, people made so much fun of like his rules: be two hours early before training sessions, and 
that still didn't help him out. Of course, it didn't help him out. Again, you need patience. And this guy was a genius on the pitch. So give him some time. Give him some time. Yes, Carlo Ancelotti went to uh, went to uh, uh, Real Madrid. And now uh, they have a 12-point lead over Sevilla, who's on the second place. Uh, yes, okay, fine. But that's Carlo Ancelotti and that's Real Madrid. They, they, they too go through a rebuilding phase, but they still have a core of players that never left. You, you, you know, the core of Barcelona is kind of gone, and it wasn't just Messi, but some players are getting old. And uh, in in Real Madrid, you had you had obviously the exit of Cristiano Ronaldo, but you still have a core of players that are there. That you know, some of them don't play, but they're still there. Uh, you have you know. I'm talking about Isco, for example. I'm talking about Marcelo. Uh, they, these are guys that barely see, you know, their first 11 anymore. But they have a strong presence in a locker room and on a training grounds. Uh, you have Benzema that's been playing like crazy. Let's talk about Benzema for a second. I mean, he he just broke Henri's record and he he is on track of being, in my opinion, I've, I've said this on a podcast a while ago. He technically on paper and for me personally, he's better than Henri. Yes, Henri had had you know played in the Premier League as well, and unfortunately, I think uh, Benzema. Not unfortunately, but he's not going to play anywhere else. But Real Madrid, I think he's going to finish his career there, uh, if anything, or finish in La Liga, or maybe in in in, Fran- uh, in France at some team. But uh, great great news that he's back in a French national team. They really needed him because Giroud. Let's be honest, he needs about. Four or five chances to score one goal. Benzema needs one. Um, he's a totally different animal. He he can play off players. He can deliver a great pass. He can play on a wing, play in the center. Uh, he can do everything. Like, who wouldn't want Benzema on their team? And now, you know, he's linking up with Vinicius. Vinicius uh, still has a finishing problem, unfortunately. Um but more and more, you see him more and more, he gets these bangers, the, these ridiculous goals. And I don't think it's a coincidence because he himself must realize that he has to be a finisher. When he's presented with a chance, he can't be missing huge, huge chances. And uh, yeah, it's surprising. What's surprising about Real Madrid right now is that they they got rid of uh, both Varane and Ramos. Huge mistake in my opinion. Um but but they still perform well with Nacho and uh, and yeah of course Nacho has been at a team but he's been a core part of the team you know Nacho is the type of guy that you want in your team uh, a very re- reliable guy almost never injured you put him in a game and you know that he's not going to do anything crazy to expose you get a red card or like make a, a serious mistake to lead to a goal Nacho's the type of guy that you want as a sub that can step in at any time. His physical fitness is peak all the time. And I mean, he's 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 a professional. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of people like him. Um, So La Liga, December, you know, uh, just before Christmas. First place, Real Madrid, uh, 46 points. Then Sevilla, 38 points. Betis, 33. Rayo, 30. Atletico Madrid on fifth with 29 Real Sociedad with 29 and Barcelona with 28 just outside of uh, a Europa League spot. Um, yes, 
unfortunately Barcelona is going to play in um, in Europa League right now given the fact that uh, you know after the Ballon d'Or controversy Bayern had to play um, Barcelona and of course they got trashed Barcelona got trashed again 3-0 uh, last time they played, it was 8-0, and the time before that, it was 3-0. So in the last three meetings, 14 goals against Barcelona, that is a record. That is pure humiliation that never happened in the history of Barcelona. Uh, that, you know, Bayern, Robert Lewandowski, Mueller, he loves scoring against uh, Barcelona. Uh, they just trashed them every time they... they play against them they trashed them and this was you know two of these defeats were with uh, Messi and the team um, so it's not you know yeah Messi's not a defender but I'm just saying uh, that is the situation in uh, La Liga now let's go over to the Premier League where uh, we have Manchester City 44 points, Liverpool 41 points, Chelsea with 38 points, Arsenal 32 points on 4th. On 5th we have West Ham with 28 points and on 6th just outside a Europa League uh a Europa League spot is Manchester United with 27 points, then Tottenham uh so on and so forth. Um of course, let's start with Manchester United. Um horrendous form very very bad um eventually got Ragnick which that came out of the blue and uh, supposedly he has uh you know a conditional agreement until the end of the season and then um once again maybe maybe somebody else will take charge depending on how they uh perform maybe it's going to be Zidane if Zidane is going to be available I I'm pretty sure they're going to make a move for him you you have to be fairly crazy not to uh he's he's had a tremendous record with Real Madrid even though he was criticized and I I do understand the criticism at times uh but overall he's you know you look at the results and you can't say nothing yeah there were games and games where the perform the performances were not there for whatever reason but you can't be perfect um at least you know you don't have a perfect team you can't be perfect and and life just happens and especially now with covid we're we're such in a dynamic environment right now where games are being canceled because of uh players testing positive and stuff like that so um it's going to be tough uh with match the united right now yes they had a few uh a few games with ragnick and yes they seem to be running a little bit more um Maybe I'll post a video uh, with with my analysis of Harry Maguire. I think he should leave the team. Uh, he is uh, one of the the worst defenders in the Premier League by far, and um, I, I might I might put a video out to show you that because his he's absolutely clueless. I mean, they call him the fridge because he's one of the slowest defenders on the planet as well, and they should call him fridge, but. It's it's like his mental awareness, his defensive awareness. He doesn't have his his wits with him. It's it. He's so. You always have to be nervous when the ball gets to him because you don't know what's going to happen. He plays balls. He puts teammates into tough positions where they have to make a, a very tough pass or they have to take a dribble, which 
they eventually lose the ball or he he just blasts the ball like whatever and then they get a counterattack they score uh he just doesn't have uh any any defensive awareness uh which is key for a defender right uh you would think uh he again and i don't know how he ended up as being a captain in Manchester United because that that should be you know reserved for somebody that you know would in a senior position has been in the club but that's that's the problem with Manchester United since Alex Ferguson left they 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 did not have a core they tried to bring in older people like Matic and Mata and so on and so forth but that was not enough that was not enough uh, they're not captains um most successful transfer that that they did in my opinion of course is Bruno Fernandes ridiculous uh and uh yeah i i think you know i think uh if if they they're going to be allowed of course now you know the transfer win- window uh opening up in january they're not going to do any business especially with ragnick he's a coach that doesn't have any ambitions in a transfer market he never coached anybody as big as Manchester united and to have the talent that they have there and let's be honest you know you have a rashford that's playing horribly uh you have uh you know Sancho again another great guy you need to work with him uh he still needs to integrate with the team blend in uh get used to the Premier League because we we know what happened with Werner for example uh he's just having the a tough time to get the lineup uh to get in Chelsea's lineup um because you know Germany and England it's it's two different beasts and uh yeah he they they do have talent you know they have Donny van den Beek which again had some solid performances and then some were not that good and uh, he didn't seem like he wanted to run he I think he pretty much gave up on the idea of uh playing in Manchester United and probably look for a transfer and I I wouldn't uh blame him to be honest with you but it is what it is at this point right but with Ragnick, like I said, he's he's going to be happy with with what he has, and he he has to change the team philosophy. With, you know, he's the you know grandfather of gig impressions, so he would want to you know have everybody in Manchester United run. And yes, we're going to the discussion that oh, well you can't press because when you press, you have to press with all players, and Ronaldo doesn't press. I mean, have you ever even looked at a United game? Have you ever looked at Juventus game when he he's pressing? What are you guys talking about? I see all these analysts saying Ronaldo doesn't press. What are you talking about? He's always pressing. You always see making you see him making signs for his team to press the opposition. I have no clue why everybody's saying that. You you must be blind or you must have something against this this guy for whatever reason. He always wants to press. Yes, he's not like running like a Conte all over the pitch and whatnot, but he doesn't need to do that. He presses for a short period of time. He's a striker. It's not his duty to go out there and, and make a sliding tackle. It's, it's uh, anyway, uh, moving on to West Ham. Uh, they, they had a decent season so far. I think, uh, you know, above expectations. They're on fifth place, 28 points. Uh, what can you say? Uh, unfortunately, they just did get eliminated in the quarterfinals of the EFL Cup by Tottenham. But quite quite frankly, I, I think they're doing uh, well below expectations. Same as Arsenal. You know, a lot of people like to bash on Arsenal. Uh, like uh, They like to uh, uh, 
uh, beat on Arteta, uh, that he's not a good enough coach and so on and so forth. But look at the last two games. 4-1 against Leeds and 5-1 against Sunderland. That's nine goals. And and if you look at the scores, right, you have Pepe, you have uh uh you have uh Charlie Patino scoring, you know. Uh you you have you have people that are not called uh uh you know, they're they are called upon and uh they deliver, you know. Emil Smith Rowe, Bukayo Saka, Martinelli again. Martinelli had a double actually against Leeds. Um it's you know, they've been doing great. They've been doing great. They 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 score. Uh, Odegaard, another one, uh, playing good. Lacazette, hopefully, you know he's he's gonna get a little bit of a form. Um, I think I think they can do something interesting this season. They're at 32 points. They're 12 points behind Man City. Who knows? Um, Chelsea, 38 points, uh, six behind uh, Man City. Of course, uh, since since uh, Tuchel arrived in Chelsea, they've they've been um, a different team, a hungry team, an ambitious team. Um, they hardly make any mistakes. They hardly concede any goals, and it's hard to lose when you're not conceding goals, right? Uh, when you have uh, players that love to run like Conte, when you know when you have a professional locker room out there that you know. Uh, you're feeling great. You're feeling not so great. You're still gonna play. And you're still gonna leave everything you have. Uh, 90 minutes, then then good things uh can happen, right? Um, Chelsea is definitely going going to uh, challenge for the title. Uh, same as Liverpool, of course. Klopp, um, uh, uh, with suffering right now. Liverpool are suffering right now. A lot of people, a lot of players with COVID right now. Um, a lot of other players that need to get some rest. Um, it's, it's going to be tough for a few games until everybody comes back and hopefully they come back healthy. Hopefully none of these uh, players develop any more uh, symptoms or uh, any severe uh, issues or uh, you know, God forbid anything, uh, anybody goes through what Aguero has uh, has gone through. Um, they had a close call with Leicester in the quarterfinals for the EFL Cup. 3-3. They, they won in penalties. Um, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, right now, you, you just got to give it to them. They, you know, Alexander-Arnold and Robertson. Robertson, of course, you know, eliminated uh, in a game against Tottenham. But these two... Uh, right back, left back, you know, best in the world, in my humble opinion. Best in the world. Um, Allison, again, a tremendous keeper. Uh, they, they just have an amazing La Sala, of course. I mean, how can you not mention Sala? Oh, my God. What a season he had. What He demolished Manchester United 5-0. I mean, that game was absolutely incredible. Like, every single shot seemed to be destined for the back of the goal. It was insane. What a performance. What a magical performance at Old Trafford. That was an embarrassing moment for uh, Manchester United. Uh, and yeah, uh, long and behold, and, uh, we saw what happened. And uh, eventually Ole got sacked. Um, and yeah, uh, that could have been avoidable <laughs> if, if they would have acted upon that as well. But Liverpool... I think uh, I think Mane needs to get in form. I think uh, you know Bobby Firmino needs to get in form. Uh, Jota has been scoring two games in a row. 
um and you know coming in as a sub as well so that's good you know always when you come in as a sub and you score like that that just tells your manager that you're hungry for goals you're hungry to getting games and that's 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 what gets a team running that's when you you get you know a 10 game undefeated run it's it's with that type of mentality because nobody's position is safe and not not talking in a negative manner it's it's about performing every single game and if you don't perform one game you're not going to be able to to uh to uh start in the second game again because it's you know it's it's very competitive you show up you do your job you come in as a sub you score maybe you start next game that puts pressure on whoever's playing on that position um, they're talking about pressure. Well, match the city, right? I mean, uh, they're always under pressure. They're always expected to win. Uh, but you know, most recently, it's it hasn't been uh, it it has been close. It hasn't been that easy for them. Of course, they're struggling with injuries. Of course, they still don't have a pure uh, pure striker. He, you know, Pep is is very uh, <laughs> is uh, very creative with his option with Grealish on the left, with you know Raheem Sterling from left now to right. Uh, Gabriel Jesus from, you know, he was a striker. Now he's a winger. Um, he has to. He has to uh, make these these type of changes because they don't have a pure striker. They don't have somebody that, you know, puts uh, the ball in the net. I, <laughs> If there was any truth, but I, I don't think it was. I, I don't think for a second that Ronaldo would have went to City. But if you can imagine Ronaldo at City behind, you know, Kevin De Bruyne, and Bernardo Silva over there, and Gundogan, oh my god, <laughs> and then, you know, as a second team, or as a backup, you know, you always have uh, Phil Foden, and you always have Ferran Torres, which is linked uh, with a move to, to, to Barca, apparently it's going to happen, uh, but yeah, if, you, if they would have had a Ronaldo, I mean, they, they it would have been no problem, as of right now, I think, I think it's going to be it's going to be City, it's going to be Liverpool, and it's going to be Chelsea challenging for the title. Uh, Chelsea, of course, right now, six points off the pace, but six points, it's absolutely nothing. Like I said, you know, there's teams like Arsenal, West Ham, Tottenham, maybe with, with Conte right now uh, getting some form. Um, but there's still teams out there like Crystal Palace that, you know, can can hold you to a draw or even, you know, uh, defeat you you know Leicester we're talking Wolves uh, Aston Villa again that that can produce their performance um, so we'll see we'll see very very interesting times ahead thank you very much for listening this would be the last episode of the year thank you very much uh, we'll see you next year 2022 happy holidays happy new year take care <laughs>